Hey there! My name is Phil. Welcome to the Phil Schaefer Show. Today I'm going to talk about how to land the flight nurse or flight medic job. I am the epitome of failure. I'm going to talk about my failures and I'm going to talk about how I overcame them and what we look for as hiring managers. I am an air medical base supervisor. I've hired many people to my base. I care a lot about the culture. I know what to look for. And I'm going to talk to you about that today. Cue music. Thanks again for tuning in to the Phil Schaefer Show. I'm going to talk about my failures and becoming a flight nurse and uh, how I overcame them. So my dream was to be a flight nurse. Uh, ever since I was in nursing school, I was working as a ski patroller um, while to put myself through nursing school uh, during the winter breaks. And I remember seeing a helicopter fly over the mountain, uh, land in the snow, and take care of a patient. And I thought, that is amazing. That's like a modern day Superman. And I want to be just like that. And so that's when this path started for me. I, uh, I was laser pointed. I tried to get there as soon as I could, but there were a lot of limitations. Uh, I got a job in the hospital setting at, uh, right out of nursing school on a med surge unit. Wasn't acute care, doesn't count towards what flight companies are looking for. Did med surge for a year and finally got into an ER. Worked in ER for about uh, three years and I started to apply for flight companies the flight companies basically stated that I didn't have enough experience and they asked that I get a little higher acuity experience so I went travel nursing I got hired on to a level 1 trauma center in North Carolina as a travel nurse, I told them, hey, I'm not coming out unless you put me in the trauma center. I want trauma experience. My goal is to be a flight nurse. They were so desperate, they said, okay. Uh, and that's pretty rare. And so I got to go into the, the trauma center, and I did that for several months. And then I thought, hey, you know, this is a knife and gun club. A lot of the people we're taking care of, they are jerks. And they uh, kind of deserve to be knifed and shot and so I was, I was starting to get a little jaded there and thought you know I love trauma I'll try a different little little different type of trauma and so I went to North Dakota and uh, it was in the middle of the fracking boom and I thought saw a lot of uh, industrial type trauma so crushing injuries uh, hands being chopped off uh, Gloving related to augers, I mean, just just a very interesting industrial st stabilization of of patients. So I really enjoyed that. And then uh, my wife and I we got pregnant, and my whole world changed. Uh, we stopped traveling, moved back to Arizona, and I thought I got back into the ER that I used to work at, and I was like, I have the experience now I'm gonna start applying for flight companies so uh, I applied again to one company and didn't make it and this is by this time it's about my third my third interview and so I'm really kind of narrowing down all the things I'm doing wrong really thinking about it 
And so my fourth time I went in, uh, I actually landed a job three hours away from where I live. Uh, I didn't care. I, uh, I wanted to be a flight nurse so bad that I was willing to drive. And so I did that, you know. And uh, during this time, I also applied for nurse practitioner school, not thinking I'd get into either. But I got into the, uh, became flight nurse. I had a baby and I started NP school all in a matter of three months. It was one of the most stressful times of my life. Uh, yeah, it was insane. So I, the, the training for, to become a flight nurse was very, very, uh, extensive it was uh, didactic for uh, a month and then about four months on the helicopter with a preceptor before they were let me on my own I'll talk more about that in, a, in another episode but today I just want to focus on landing the flight nurse job because it was very challenging for me and and there are a lot of things to look look at so my experience uh, I'll go with the company that I work with just because, and, and I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty, uh, standard throughout, throughout the different companies. But, uh, my company, we have three different interviews. The first interview, uh, we basically want to test out your skills. So basically we give you, we have you come in, we have you sit in front of a panel of, uh, air medical based supervisors, peers, other flight flight medics and nurses and uh, clinical managers so we sit you in this room and we just drill you we drill you on uh, ACLS and PAL, PALS protocols we want to know that you feel confident working autonomously using the current protocols that you have and that if you're going to use something that you're safe and so we give you a variety of scenarios, uh, and they can be a pediatric patient that's in respiratory distress, and uh, one example would be blood pressure, patient, patient presented to the ED complaining of shortness of breath, uh, patient was hypoxic, 85% on room air, you put them on an NRB at 15 liters, it's not, not really working, you got the pulse ox to 80, 87%, patient's tachycardic, hypotensive, has a fever of 38.2, what are you going to do? And then you just say, hey, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm going to do, this is why I'm going to do it, and then and then we, we assess you based on your answers, and we want to see your plan of care. What we're looking for is basic competence there. Uh, we want you to walk in and take control. We need that. You're going to be, as a flight nurse or flight medic, you're going to be called to calls where they need some, they need help. Often, I've walked into hospitals with, with physicians that are wide-eyed, that are nervous, they're shaking. They want, they, it's, they're often rural clinics and they're super nervous. And we have the opportunity to go in there and take control, and that's what we're expected to do. So the same thing with uh, fire departments. Our job is to go in 
and to take control of the situation, to work the problem, not let the problem work us. So multiple times you'll go into the back of a fire to, uh, fire engine or sorry an ambulance and you'll see a bunch of fire guys trying to work on this kid and freaked out and you need to walk in there calm confident and be able to assess the situation and take care of business that's why they called you you're their modern day superman i get that i get that in such a big way and that's why training and, and picking the right people is so very important so anyway, we'll get you. We'll get you there, and uh, we want you to have a very firm grasp of ACLS and PALS protocols. So uh, we also have RSI, Rapid Sequence Innovation Capability. It would be great for you to know how to dose uh, pediatrics and adults appropriately. How to uh, pick the correct ET tube how to pick the correct depth, uh, obviously what, what drugs you're going to use, why you're going to use them, why you wouldn't use them, and then your follow-up care, what you're going to do to continue to take care of that patient. So that's the first interview. Um, the second interview is kind of a psych eval, um, where if we like you, you pass the first the first test, we bring you in with a supervisor, air medical based supervisor, so myself and then my boss, an operations manager, and we get together with you and we just get to know you a little bit more. And we try and get a feel. We have we have questions regarding to how you would deal with difficult situations, uh, how you deal with tech integrity, how you deal with uh, safety. Safety is a big thing in our in our world. We want to make sure all of us go home at the end of the day. We have children at home. We have wives at home. My goal is to get my partner home. Her goal is to get me home. So we're, we're passionate about that. Uh, that's the second interview. The third interview, it's not really a third interview, but it's one that I take very seriously. I'll invite, if I like you, if, if you pass the first interview, you pass the second interview, I'll invite you out to the base and let my crew get to know you. That is, that is huge. Uh, you learn a lot about somebody on the on their first impression. Number one, number two, you can if you spend a day with somebody, you can kind of get a feel for them. And uh, and then after that, me personally, I start calling around. The EMS world is uh, very 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 small. Somebody knows something about somebody, especially in the flight world, because you have to have three years of experience before we even let you through the door or even look at you so I start calling around I look and talk to people that I know that have worked with you uh, and I want to know all the dirt on you because honestly my job is to be a gatekeeper I need to protect the culture of my base I am passionate about protecting that culture we have an amazing team where I work, and I believe them to be some of the best and the best clinicians I have ever worked with in the hospital and trauma rooms around the country, period. They are the best of the best. And when crap hits the fan, I want them right next to me. And that is a culture that I am charged to protect.
and I will protect. And so if there is somebody that's toxic that, that might be coming to my base, I'm going to cut them off at the knees. I do not want them to come to my base. And so I, I try to be super, super careful. Because once you're hired for my company, it's very hard to get fired. You have to do something really bad. Uh, it has to be an integrity issue or or something of that sort. So you you really need to do something bad to be a fired. So I try to make my really smart hiring decisions at the front uh, and, 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 and to do my homework at the front end so that I don't hire bad people. I've had bad people at my base and I've done my best to get rid of them because they are toxic. One bad seed can ruin the whole base. So... Um, my recommendations, if you do want to fly, be a good person. Be nice to everybody. Everybody. You don't want to make enemies in this world. Be nice to people. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a dirtbag. We don't like dirtbags. We like people that are kind and respectful and to go, go above and beyond for their, for their fellow man, especially their partners. There's... Uh, there's a big thing we, we term it interpersonal customer service. We want to be respectful to, to, our, to our partners. So don't be a dirtbag. Be nice to people. That's a good way to, to land your first flight job. Uh, I think a lot of people get cut off at the, uh, at the first interview. I mean, you can really tell a lot about something when you put somebody, when you put them through a bunch of scenarios, and you can kind of uh, witness their thought process, how they feel about people. Um, so, one example, I'll just give you a scenario. Now, this is not an actual scenario, but it is, a, but it is a scenario that could happen on a flight test. You have a uh, pediatric patient, 38, with a temperature of 38.2. His tachycardic at 150. This kid is probably, let's say he's three years old. And uh, he's hypoxic. You put the NRB on. This will be on the, the previous uh, scenario that I mentioned. And you come into an ER, what are you going to do? Well, they're going to want you to know the tube size. So know your formulas for that. For us, it's three times H plus seven. No, that's weight. Three times H plus seven is weight. So three times three is nine plus seven is 16. So we'll base that kid on 16 kilos. Sorry, I'm driving right now. So I'm critically thinking, trying to drive. Um, then they want your two uh, size and that's 16 plus H divided by 4 so that's what uh, 19 I'll add I'll make the math easy so make it 20 divided by 4 that's 5 put a 502 uh, depth depth of the tube you want it to be 10 plus H so we'll, we'll slide the tube in uh, about 13 centimeters and then we want, they want to ask us, okay, great, so you got your RSI stuff ready. Uh, what, what are you going to use to sedate this patient? And I would use ketamine, love ketamine. I would dose that kid at uh, 2 milligrams per kilo, 
two milligrams per kilogram. I, I already said that his uh, weight was going to be 16 kilos, so I'm going to dose him at 32 kilos, or 32 milligrams. And then uh, rock aronium, we dose at one milligram per kilogram. So we'll give 32 milligrams of ketamine, one milligram of rock aronium. I'll tube him with a 502. I'll slide it into a depth of 13. And bam, those are my numbers. And you need to do this, like, quickly. You don't have time. This kid's not breathing. You need to breathe for him. Take control of the situation. So those, those are the types of things that I... Uh, recommend that you learn just feel like you have a, a good firm grasp of uh, PALS protocols ACLS protocols and just put yourself or have somebody who's in the flight environment put you through scenarios and sometimes I tell people if they're interested in the job just come out to the base hang out with the crew let the crew get to know you if they like you they'll advocate for you to the company and if they advocate for you to the company, they also might be willing to teach you and prepare you for the interview. That's that's gold right there. Um, so those are some recommendations. You have the opportunity to have the best job in the world. I believe that flight nursing or flight medicine period is the best job in the world I mean we go we hang out at a base we check off our helicopter and then the day is ours until we get a call and when we get a call we get to take care of very very sick patients with a tremendous amount of autonomy with medical directors that back you up completely and it is an amazing feeling taking care of very sick people and having that kind of autonomy so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast I hope it was helpful for you please leave a comment let me know what your thoughts are I'm, I'm brand new to this podcasting business I, I'm trying to, to get better at it I, I want to serve nurses, flight nurses acute uh, nurse practitioners um, I have so many ideas so please leave a comment And uh, would love to hear more from you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.